You're listening to The Love Yegg Show. If our city could talk, these are the stories it would tell about the people, places, and passion in Edmonton. We interview difference makers in our community. Please welcome your hosts, Sherry Beauchamp and Jesse McCracken. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Love the Egg Show. My name is Sherry Beauchamp, and I'm here with Jesse McCracken. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. We are um, today, we're going to talk with Sarah and Kamal from the U of A Botanic Garden um, out near Devon. You guys got some really cool stuff going on right now. Yeah, well, we sure do. Welcome. Thank you. It's nice Thank to be here. Yeah. So can you guys tell us about, um, you know, we kind of, like we said before, we're kind of watching your Instagram and seeing what you guys are all up to. And you can, you have a lot of seasonal stuff that goes on, but right now you guys have a really, um, really cool, like dining dome setting thing going on out there. Can you tell us, tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so this is the first time we're ever doing something like this. Um, it's called our Northern Lake dining experience. And basically you come in, um, you know, there's a 10 minute walk and it kind of leads you up to something super magical. It's kind of one of a kind, extremely beautiful. And then there's just 30 domes just set up and it's all paired up in rows. And, you know, you're getting, you can have a table of six, table of two. Um, and you really, you're just enjoying a three course fondue meal and you have the domes till 10 o'clock. So it's kind of like your home, if you will. So it's something actually, it's funny. It's like, like I said, it's super magical. Um, we've had guests, you know, they come in, they tear up. It's just, it's just something unique. I actually did the dome experience um, at Rabbit Hill um, Road there in the summer. And so before we got on the call, I jumped on and I was like, oh, babe, we should do it on Sunday. And he's like, it's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> and I'm like, right. Okay, well, we should do this. <laughs> Maybe not this Sunday, but it was a really great experience. And I could imagine out there. Um, and like you said, there's been Northern Lights lately, which is a little bit of extra special. So hopefully, have you guys had the chance to see Northern Lights this year? Uh, one day, one day we hope from the gardens itself. I mean, it's kind of like, if it happens, it'll be great. Right now, we're just kind of mimicking the Northern Lights. So when of you course. come to the gardens, you know, <laughs> there's going to be lights that kind of point up to trees. So it gives that little, um, like a glow, if you will. I lived in Yellowknife, so I saw Northern Lights that are pretty hard to compare to. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. So my yeah. expectations for Northern Lights are pretty high. Um, but I did, <laughs> I did have the pleasure, actually, of dining in the Dome one evening. And um, just the uniqueness of the setting of a botanic garden is incredible to begin with. And the fact mm -hmm. that you have this private heated dome to yourself for the evening, and you can come in and out, you can go for a walk around the garden between courses or afterwards. And oh my gosh, the three course fondue. I mean, okay, the dessert was my favorite part, the <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Not gonna lie about that. Um, but yeah, it, it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful evening and a great experience. And actually we went with some friends and we brought a board game to play and in this, you know, safe environment, it was great. Yeah, it sounds really cool. It sounds really cool. 
I like the idea of that you said, like kind of going for a walk in between because the fondue too, gets a little bit heavy and it's so good. So you don't want to stop. So being able to kind of go for a little stroll or bring a deck of cards <laughs> or a board game. That's awesome. Yes. You're like bread, cheese, must eat more bread. No, stop with the bread and cheese, but it's so delicious. <laughs> well, some people, you know, they just forget that there's so much food and they just forget to pace themselves. So, you know, sometimes people just cannot even get to dessert and they just, uh, you know, they ask if we can take it to go, which is, you know, it's kind of funny just because there's so much food and you, you know, you got the broth, you got the cheese and then you got all the dippers, you know, it's just yeah. a whole lot of goodies. And I, I'm sure Sarah, as soon as Sarah went home, she just passed out. <laughs> I was so full. Was, oh my gosh. I was so full. Um, but you know what? You just, it's so delicious, right? You just, oh yeah. Can't stop. Um, one of the kind of interesting things that I, I was just thinking about that uh, Kamel and I were talking about the, the um, I think there's been some proposals. Is that right, Kamel? There's been pro proposals in the domes this year. Yeah. So proposals um, in the domes, I mean, it even makes me cheer up, you know, it's just so <laughs> emotional just because, um, you know, we know that it, it isn't anywhere else, but again, guests come in and they, you know, they tell their servers, Hey, you know what? I want to do this. Or they give us a little heads up and we kind of work with them. And then, you know, they get down on one knee in the domes and it's just them. And we'll put maybe a little bit of extra candles on the tables and really just make that a magical night. Um, but yeah, we've had about two or three proposals right now in the domes. And I'm like, oh, I can only see more coming. Oh my gosh. So special. And you guys going to be a awesome. part of that. Say that again. And you guys get to be a part of it, you know, know. like, and yeah. you know what's happening. So everybody's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So fun. That's so how awesome. do you, who, how do you guys um, create like these different experiences like throughout the year? So is this, you know, are you kind of consistent where you've got the set experiences and then you're expanding on that? Or is it just kind of been a process over the last um, couple of years going through all this change? <laughs> I mean, the change has definitely been an influence on why we started planning this, you know, um, just realizing, you know, that people are home all day and, you know, it's so hard to get out of the house trying to figure out, you know, an innovative idea to bring them out, you know, I mean, like connect them with earth really. And, you know, just making sure that they're happy, they're feeling relaxed. And that's kind of what the gardens is all about. So we have a team about six uh, individuals and that's kind of like our leadership team. And we work all together collaboratively, making sure that, you know, in the top of our mind, we're just, our goal is to make an everlasting experience, right? It was, it, some people it's for, it's like a once in a lifetime thing. So when we're planning this all out, that's like what's at the top of our heads. So we're thinking of something that's, you know, we're trying to leave an everlasting experience. So whether it's our picnics or whether it's more than like dining experience, that's kind of what we're planning ahead. And I mean, just planning it itself is just so fun too. just putting it all together and then actually executing it. It's just oh, it's, the satisfaction's unreal. Like this winter, I believe, is the first winter that we were open like through like as, as kind of a year round destination with just a few closures. Um, and so that's, that brings a whole new level of programming as well. But again, we've had to follow restrictions, mm -hmm. right. And, and mm -hmm. as being part of the university of Alberta, you know, we, uh, we follow yeah. the restrictions that come from the U of A. So. Yeah. I mean, and that's been hard for sure. And when you plan something and then have things canceled and, and like you said, when you bring in food and services and stuff like that, there is a certain amount of momentum that has to kind of be built. Right. 
Um, I'm a big believer in moments and not things. So I love the ideas of like dining experiences as gifts to people. So it's actually creating an experience with one, with one another. So um, what you said, there's room for two to six in the domes. Yeah. So you can have, I mean, even if one person wants to come, that's fine. Right. But usually yeah. two people, um, two guests, three guests, and it, it can go up to six. So I know Sarah's group, um, there was about six people that came in and it's easily accommodable. You know, you can easily fit them all in. Um, and the more people, the better, you know, it's just, it's a better environment, but we've been seeing a lot of couples just come out too and yeah. just enjoying their night and you're going for a little stroll, you know, have the whole dome to their self. Um, but yeah, it really varies and families too. I mean, we've had families that come in and they're, you know, they're nonstop eating the fondue, the cheese fondue is a hit with the kids. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the hot chocolate, you can't go wrong with hot chocolate with a little bit of marshmallows. So little things like that go a long way. Mm -hmm. And the, the domes too, like the chairs are padded and there's pillows and there's blankets, like there, uh, you know, um, there's little windows that you can open and the door that you can open if you, if it gets too warm. So they really do. Uh, they really do work to make you comfortable. Nice. I did kind of want to just lay down with the blanket over me <laughs> and fall asleep <laughs> afterwards. <It's but>. here. <laughs> How long do the, the domes go for? Like, is it, it is sort of like a seasonal thing that you guys are doing? So this is the first time that we're doing it. Um, so when we started it, we had an initial launch. Our initial launch, just because of the cold weather, you know, there's a certain threshold where we can go past so we unfortunately did have to cancel several nights and now that we um you know we want to make up for it and just kind of come out with our extension so this extension is basically to accommodate the guests that we canceled on that missed out on the opportunity um so kind of giving them a second chance and currently it started going till march 13th um so we're from thursdays to sundays every day um till march 13th from thursdays to sundays that's kind of what we have the plan right now very nice. cool very cool well can you talk about like sort of what the tie-in is with the u of a like how is it connected to is it through the garden and and the programming there or what's the um extension or connection to the u of a <laughs> <laughs> i can answer that um so the university of alberta has always kind of been tied into the universe uh, the botanic gardens um, we've always, you know, we've always been part of the University of Alberta and it's kind of just the way we brand ourselves. So we are part of, you know, a division of faculty, if you will, um, from the University of Alberta. And that's just how everything ties in. Yeah, I'm thinking, was there, I wasn't sure if there was like the agriculture program or is but there anything like, is there any schooling like actually at the, no, no, got you. Okay. Because that's where the university farm is. I, yeah. In Lansdowne, uh, is that connected as well? The university farm uh, is in Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's connected. And that, that's, uh, that's different because ours is a very visitor focused, right? right. And like events yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So that very forward facing. Um, and the university farm uh, is a lot of research based. Okay. I wasn't sure if the botanical garden was as well, but okay. Fair enough. Very cool. As we're talking, I just I just re realized that I know somebody who actually got married there. So I think it would be a really beautiful place, like all year round, you know. Um, what can you talk about the garden and sort of the, you know, throughout the different experiences that you guys have through the season? Yeah, actually, my friend got married in the Kurumoto Japanese garden as well. And it, you know, it's beautiful. I'm sure I think that's probably one of the most popular gardens that we have. It is such a calming, beautiful, peaceful place. 
Um, but there's a, there, there's quite a few, you know, wedding and event locations throughout the gardens. There's, and of course, the Aga Khan garden, and there's uh, collections gardens, and there's an indigenous garden, there's show gardens, there's uh, the show houses as well. We have three different uh, tropical, arid, and temperate show houses, um, and you know, an alpine garden. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting how you can be transported, right? Like in the middle of the prairies, you'd be mm -hmm. transported to all these different places. It's so interesting. But I'm also a garden nerd, I'll admit it. So I get pretty excited about it. <laughs> I was going to ask, what is your guys's like role there? Do you actually get to work in the in the garden or are you more on the, I guess, um, planning and man? Yeah. Tourist side. Offices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Offices from home. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Offices and go eat your lunch in one of the show houses and <laughs> go for a walk at lunch around the gardens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like taking photos too, like for social media and for the website and not for, so for example, during right now we have this all Canadian winter event that's going on till March 13th and it's every weekend, 11 to five. And there's kick sledding, which is so much fun. And there's, you know, hockey puck shootout and there's maple taffy and hot chocolate and s'mores and fires everywhere and snowshoeing. Um, so I go around the garden and do some videos and do some photos and I tried out the snowshoeing and tried out the kick sleds. So there's definitely uh, an opportunity to get hands on. Totally. You get to be a part of the experience, which is, yeah. I think, really important, right? Yeah. Well, when you get to, when you actually get to enjoy the experience, it's easier to share, uh, share your experiences. <laughs> yeah. Genuine enthusiasm because you've yeah. done it. Yeah. Very nice. The kick sled is an interesting concept. Um, so are those relatively new? We just got them in very recently. And uh, uh, yeah, and it, they put them together and we went for a trial run and it's so much fun. It's like, I think I said on Instagram too, it's kind of, it feels like you're on, on a scooter yeah. on snow. Right. And with, with the two skis. Um, and as soon as I got on it, I was like, Woo! <laughs> and the fact that you can seat somebody in the front and take them for a ride and there's all different sizes. There's these cute little kid ones. And then the sizes go up from there. So yeah, it's a really cool experience. And there's a, a pathway through the trees that yeah. you can go on. A little bit of downhill, a little bit of excitement. Yeah. How has the weather affected you guys this year? Like, I'm sure that you've had to have a couple of shutdowns, but overall, has it been, you know, manageable with just lots of extra firewood? <laughs> well, like I was saying, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard when the weather is at minus 40 with the wind yeah. chill and, you know, minus 50. Like, it was getting incredibly bad, <laughs> incredibly yeah. bad. So just there a, a, a safety sample. Yeah. Just as a safety standpoint, you know, just making sure that it's safe for guests and staff, you know. So yeah. we did, like I said, we did have to cancel a few times um, Luminaria or, you know, our uh, Northern Light Dining Experience a few times actually in just December, January. And it's just out of our control, which is extremely unfortunate. Um, as much as the domes do stay warm, it's just not safe. So it was tough. And especially during summertime, the summertime was, ex it got incredibly hot, you know, so, mm -hmm. which is something that was super interesting for, you know, the gardens and just the world, I guess. So was, mm. Couldn't believe it. And during this winter too, I'm sure everybody knows it's been really icy and we've had a lot of melting and a lot of snow. So um, certainly the, the, all, not all of the garden is open. Like there's some things like, for example, the Alpine garden, there are 
very special plants under there that we do not want people to accidentally step on with the snow over top. So the Alpine garden isn't open to us, but the other gardens, they maintain the pathways and the staff goes out and checks to see this, how safe it is, you know, and see where the ice is at and shoveling and graveling and ice chipping and whatnot. So, uh, you know, they definitely take the a visitor's safety seriously. How long has um, the Botanic Gardens been around? Like, what's sort of the history or, I mean, I know it's been there a long time, but I don't know exactly when it all started, how it all started, sort of what, what's the, um, the idea behind it? Well, it was established in 1959, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of the, the founders, a founder's house there, have you been around that, Kamal? Yeah, the dyed property, right? <laughs> dyed property, um, like Sarah was saying, it's kind of like no one really knows where it is. And it's kind of, it is in the garden. It is definitely accessible. Um, but that's originally, so from my understanding, and I could completely be wrong, and I don't want to share any false information, but from my understanding, this was the gar- the Sandy Dyed's summer property. So in summertime, this is where they would hang out. They have the property and it was a huge land. I'm not sure what exactly happened. Um, I'm guessing it was just donated or it was given, but that's just where everything kind of fall apart. And that's where the Botanic Gardens really became a thing. Again, could be wrong. There's so many different variations to actually the history of where the gardens was created and everyone's got their own little stories. I love it, actually. That's kind of the fun mystery behind it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. yeah. Well, I haven't been yet, but I'm like I said, I've been kind of playing around on the Instagram here, looking at all of the fun things that you guys are up to. And I drive by it all the time. And the fact that I've never like stopped or like been there back to check it out, but it's, um, it's definitely on my list of places to do. And it's actually a very easy, um, like from the city, it's just quite easy to get there too. Just yeah. From Henday or White Mud or yeah. Highway 2. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, where am I? And I'm like, oh, I know where I am. <laughs> That's actually what happens. It's like my landmark. <laughs> I actually had a flat tire around there too. So <laughs> what would you guys say to um, someone who's never been there before? You know, what, what would you sort of, what could they expect? What would sort of be their, um, their expectation or their experience that, that you guys are looking to provide? The first thing that comes to, sorry, come on, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, personally for me, if I was to go to the gardens, it's more to look for, you know, relaxation. You know, you could stay home, you can go to the mall, you can do all of that. But really when you're outside, it's just a whole nother feeling, Um, especially when you're working there. It's just undeniably the best job ever. (laughs) You're outside, you're, you know, you see these beautiful sunsets. Uh, you see the koi fish in the Japanese garden, just things like that. Um, you can't get it anywhere else. And it's, it's basically you come in, you come in for an outing, and you just find peace and relaxation. Uh, for me, it's like a form of meditation. But you know, you could always come out with your family and all that as well. So, just a great outdoor experience. It's just a great outing that you probably won't see anywhere else in Edmonton. Yeah, I think it really depends on who you are. I mean, if you have kids, right? You're what you're looking for and the events that, that we're putting on, you know, and what your experience is going to be like at the garden to have some fun and let the kids run around, right. And get some fresh air. That's one thing. Um, 
for me, I, it's just such a beautiful destination and um, it's so diverse and there's like an old growth forest that you can walk through and you feel like you are completely somewhere else. And I, I agree with Kamal, the idea of it's so peaceful, but also I, I, when I'm there, I'm really thinking about the importance of the natural world for all of us. I'm thinking about food and medicine and mental wellness and climate. And you see all of this here and you're thinking about like thinking about all those things and the importance to our world. Uh, that's, that's really what strikes me a lot when I'm there, but then there's going to be people, right. Who just want to come and be like, wow, those flowers are amazing. Right. Or there's people who are just going to want to come on a date or come with a group of friends to, to hang out, uh, you know, just have a bite to eat and have a nice walk. We um, have looked into going before, just like Jesse has um, drove by a million times haven't made it yet either um we you mentioned the walk um is it like for is it easy accessible is it like a long walk how far is it that kind of thing for I'm thinking of um like my in-laws or you know someone who might not be able to walk as far is it a challenging thing or is it like you there's different paths and things that you can take depending on your abilities Oh yeah. It's what you make it. There's a lot of paths that are sidewalk basically. Right. And like very friendly for anything on wheels or, you know, and not a whole lot of hills and slopes and, and whatnot. There's a lot of that in the garden. Then there's, you know, grassy areas. Like I said, there's a forest that you can walk through. There's places to explore. Um, I mean, it's a 240 acre garden. Um, um, but, but the, the path, like the paths, aren't 240 acres of pathways right so yeah yep. it's you really you choose right it's at your leisure you choose uh, uh where you want to go very cool so I have a hard time going for a walk without my dog is there an opportunity to bring your pets there yes 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 it? dog days March 12th and 13th I will be there with my three dogs <laughs> oh really One of my favorite days yes okay so, March 12th and 13th and yes. so is it like two days out of every month or it's usually like uh, fall, uh, right? And that right before we shut down for a period of time, because it's, you know, otherwise dogs aren't normally uh, welcome. And so this is the first time we're doing it in the spring. So yeah, two days, dogs on leashes, there's going to be a dog demo group there. And I cannot wait to be there with my camera and see all the cuties. It's <laughs> always such a fun day. It's a great day. Oh, yeah. well, Jack will be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel guilty going for a walk without him. Anything when you do out, go outside and they can't come, you're like, should I go? <laughs> should I even go? <laughs> and the neat thing is when you're there at dog days, like there's like this common bond that you have already with the people who you're yeah. seeing, right? And the people who come like know that their dogs are friendly, nice dogs, right? And so like you say hi and the dogs sniff or whatever, like it's just such a good vibe. I love it. Yeah. Fun, fun. How, how did you guys get into, I mean, it's a very unique occupation really to be involved in. Um, how did you guys get to um, working at the U of A Botanic <laughs> Gardens? So I'll go first, Sarah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually a student, so I'm a full-time student. Um, the gardens is something that I found during the pandemic. So my friend Omar, he kind of got me this job it's like, you got to work here. It's, you know, it's amazing. Everyone's so fun. You're working outside. It's not like you're every other job. 
I was like, yeah. sure, I'll give it a shot. I I remember coming into my interview and I guess I nailed it. That's why I'm here now. <laughs> and just seeing what the gardens has been doing. So with my major and everything that I'm passionate about with my schooling, this is, it's like picture perfect. So every skill that I'm learning right now um, kind of is a transfer of a skill to my commerce degree. And it's kind of giving me that stepping stone as well. So everyone's super supportive for me at the gardens, which is kind of why I've just been, you know, having the time of my life. It is incredibly fun. And even Sarah, I met her three weeks ago and just learning from her and her experience, you know, it just helps so much. Um, and, it, you know, it, I'm not the only student. I think almost all our staff are students. And that's kind of what we look for is students that, you know, they're looking for a stepping stone to get to their career or, you know, a step, like serving, for example. It's so hard to find a serving job without experience. But if you, at the gardens, we don't look for experience. We look for personalities. And having that personality touched to it, it's an incredible, incredible asset. So really focusing on, you know, training them, supporting them. And then that way, if they do want a serving job, just keep, because it is a seasonal job, it's easily transferable, you know, supporting them in their growth. And that's exactly what the gardens has done for me. So I've been loving every second of it. Um, I work in communications and I've worked in communications uh, at the U of A since 2014. So the opportunity to do what I love to do in a place that is also my personal passion is amazing. Like I have a greenhouse in my backyard and I love gardening and you can see my greenhouse. I know. I'm like, (laughs) collecting house plants and and whatnot. So I like, I genuinely have, you know, so when your personal and professional passions come together, I just feel really fortunate to be able to like, honestly, you get up in the morning and look forward to what I'm doing and have that value alignment. It's really special. I love that. I have 42 plants in my house. So wow. I <laughs> as well love plants and I might have the best jade in the city. <laughs> like okay, well, you have to email me a picture. Yeah, <laughs> It's literally almost the same size as me, but I love plants. So I could imagine just, and I know the happiness I get from them. Like literally I talk to them when I'm like, so I could imagine going in every day, like being surrounded by like earth and mother nature and just that smell that you get from being around plants it makes me very happy as well so oh yeah I just walk into the show houses and even through my mask just take a deep breath and you can smell the soil and you can smell the plants and one of the horticulturists the other day he was working in one of the show houses and he had a jasmine blossom that he gave to me and the smell was amazing then he picked off a leaf from a citronella and gave it to me and I put it in my pocket and took it home and just rubbed it and smelled it. Like, I know I'm weird, but it's, it just, it feels, makes, makes me really happy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really awesome. beautiful. Yeah, it really is. And that's most important. And who doesn't want a job that they get to go to every day that they're like, ah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And the drive actually is quite nice too. Like I said, it's a nice, easy drive out there. I mean, it's so it's nice to kind of have that bit of a drive on your way to work where you get to look forward to actually arriving too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. What um, we always talk to um, the get our guests about like legacy and about what, um, you know, what they see for themselves. And, you know, if it's a business owner, we ask them about their personal business um, for you guys, what do you see as um, you know, your contributions in your career you know, mixing your business and pleasure sort of thing in the, you know, going to work every day. Uh, I think that's amazing. 
and also like being able to you know get a gain experience in a place like that to build as a stepping stone wherever you might go um you know where where are you going what is what is your guys's each individual visions as far as you know what kind of impact would you like to have on uh not only the the botanic gardens but also you know our city and and um the people around you personally for me um just being a student you know you're stuck online you're at a computer for eight hours a day right so for me i need to be outside i need to be with people or you know i consider plants as people now as you know weird as that may sound um but you know just understanding that now more than ever you need to step out, right? You need to step out and just acknowledging that. So whether I, whatever I do in the future, just acknowledging that, you know, you cannot be home every single day and have fun. So for me, it's more stepping outside, you know, it's something that's incredibly hard right now to just even do, hang out with your friends, right? You just don't know the circumstances. So just acknowledging that there are places outside and we can really just expand it, grow it, if you will. So just understanding that for me was huge. And then another thing that we really, that I've noticed is we deal with a lot of local suppliers. So a lot of local suppliers that you may see at farmer's market and all that. I couldn't even imagine what they're going through right now. You know, the hardships that they're going through, it is, it's something that just, we undervalue, right? And this is their, this is their life, right? They start this career and all that. So at the gardens actually, since the beginning of our food offerings, since our venture into the picnics, the patty cafe, I mean, we've sourced about $400,000 locally just through local vendors, you know, and then that number will always keep growing. So $400,000 just during COVID is something that we're really, well, for me, I'm super passionate about. And I, now more than ever, I'm going to these farmers markets, supporting them, just making that connection because I know how hard it is for them right now. So for me, that's, Everything that I've learned just through the garden's impact, it has definitely helped me understand better what I can do better in my life as well, you know, and keep take away those key points for me. That's, yeah, that's what I would say. Awesome. I think those are really good points, Kamal. I like that. Um, I think mine is kind of twofold. The one thing is, is the emotional connection and the memories, you know, that people have of, going to the gardens of connecting with other people, with themselves, with the natural world. Actually, my teenage son, he collects plants and he wants to go into botany after high school. And I take him to the garden and we go around and just seeing that love that he has for it and wanting to encourage it. And also how nice is it to get him off the screen and not playing video games all the time. Mm -hmm. But um, so there's the idea that, you know, of, you know, that as a parent, you're raising this person who's going to be a citizen of the world and how you're influencing them and what you're encouraging. Um, and the other side of it is really interesting is that there's this Kew Gardens uh, Millennium Seed Bank in England, and it's this uh, underground collection. There's more than 2 billion seeds from around the world that they co collect there. And they're all stored at like minus 20. And David Attenborough, who's my hero, um, does some work on that in the new green planet that's coming out uh, this year um and the the point is to protect biodiversity and they don't want plants to go extinct and the university of alberta botanic garden is one of like almost 100 countries that has seeds in this bank so like 
you know, partnering and exchanging seeds with hundreds of botanic gardens around the world in terms of, of like uh, that kind of legacy. I think that's incredible. And I know, you know, that's, that's contributing to something that's bigger than yourself, which is amazing from the, I guess, more of a scientific point of view. That's all awesome. amazing points, both of you. I loved all of it. <laughs> and I think it just gets you thinking and remembering like, yeah, how do you feel when you lock yourself in your house versus when you go outside and see something new and fresh and experience something new? And I think that's just the biggest, you know, factor, like you said, togetherness and one being one with nature, really. Yeah. And I think that there's an increasing focus on ment mental wellness. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that I think that's really important, you know, and I think that people are taking it seriously and people are recognizing it. And the therapy that comes from being in nature, I mean, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. It really is. And for the garden to be able to contribute to that, that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We, in the, in the summertime, our family, um, just makes a little small garden at the lake, but there's something about, you know, getting dirt under your nails and like bare feet digging in the garden. Um, that's, that's for food obviously, but we also, um, do flowers and things around the house. And it's just like something so simple. That's like connects you back to, to the earth. And I think it's just, it's a really cool, powerful, um, thing. And I, I love that you guys get to do it every day. And you like genuinely enjoy it. You can tell we're, we're looking and, and seeing Sarah has like a painting of flowers on the back of her wall and she's got a little <laughs> greenhouse in the background. It's like, and this is, uh, this is what you're meant to do. So I, I think it's really cool. Like, you can't even tell that it's been three weeks since you started. I think it's, you know, when you have that kind of passion and it just transfers into uh, your job and what you get to do every day. That's really, that's amazing. Um, really cool. And Kamal, I think, you know, the way that you are um, learning and absorbing everything that this experience has to offer just tells me that you're going, you're going big places. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys taking the time out to chat with us. And uh, we encourage people to go check out um, the domes and, you know, throughout the seasons, um, stop by next time you're driving by and make a make an afternoon out of it. 100%. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. We really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, thank you both. It means a lot for having us. I'm excited for what the gardens does in the future. I know we have a lot of exciting things, you know, coming up. So just stay tuned, whether it's through our website or our newsletter. But, but I can tell you, you know, this is just the beginning. This, you know, exciting as <laughs> this is just the beginning. So wow, really, your teaser. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have to. I have to drop something. Um, no, we have incredible things planning. Um, so if you are interested, do stay tuned. But like I said, just the beginning. One question. Do you pay to go in and do you have to get tickets ahead of time? Yes. So you do have to do, we do recommend doing pre-advanced booking and you can just do that off our website. There is a fee um, depending on if you're an adult, senior or a child. Um, but do head over to our website if you are interested in coming out, especially if you want to come during dog days, I want to remember. Yeah. So if that's mm -hmm. the case, we'll see you soon. Yeah, definitely. And I will book ahead of time. Absolutely. Thanks so much.
Thank you. Thank you. If you were inspired by our show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen and share with friends. You can always find show notes at loveyegshow.ca. Keep listening. Keep listening.